0: Welcome to the Herd and 10 podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fortinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and 10 podcast. I'm Jake Fortinsky, joined by my co-host Corbin Bryant, and we are joined by one of Corbin's former teammates today, Carlos Williams man when he hit the scene for the Buffalo Bills he was just something to watch I remember watching him play I was just blown away by what he did in the 2015 2016 season with the Buffalo Bills Carlos we got a lot to talk about today let's start with what you saw against the Jaguars how the Bills are really in particular struggling running the ball and I think part of the problem is, of course, the offensive line. But without this balance, without the running and the passing, we just seem to be getting torched out there.
1: I mean, it, I mean, when I was up there in 2015, you can ask Corbin, we ran the ball so efficiently that we also led the league in the most explosive plays. We threw the ball deep to Robert. We threw the ball deep to Sammy. Uh, we had Percy at one point. We threw the ball deep. We had Thompson at one point. Uh, we threw the ball deep too. Even Big Play Clay made deep plays down the field. I mean, we ran the ball with me, Shady, uh, Bryce Brown. Uh, we had uh, Sierra Wood come in. Mike Gillisley came in late in the season. Touchdown Mike, we start calling him. Um, we just ran the ball so well. You had Tyrod to think about. Um, I think more quarterback design runs for Josh. I mean, you don't have to t- I'm talking about four, five yard games, three yard games. Uh, coach Anthony Lynn would tell us all the time that hey don't worry about the big runs rookie like they're gonna pop they're gonna pop they're gonna pop me and shady both I think we had 30 plus yard touchdowns against Miami um when we played them back at home uh the second time so I mean it just it has to take time you have to be able to really beat people down with it make it annoying you gotta just I don't know you got you gotta just Let people know you're going to run the ball. Are you going to stop it? And once they start putting those eight-man, nine-man boxes, that man across the board, you got great athletes to beat guys over top. you got the guys that are great one-on-one matchups and that can dominate in the one-on-one game, I think, on the outside. Even with Beasley in the slot, I think that that, that's a mismatch for a lot of guys now now in the game. So, I mean, it's going to take time, but I think they have to methodically run the ball down people's throats. You have two good backs that can run it. Um, I don't know when Bridgers getting back. I don't, I don't know when, when he's going to be able to add himself into the run game. He's explosive. He's fast. I remember uh, a couple years ago, he's had, what, hitting 22 or 23 miles an hour uh, playing for San Fran. Um, so we just got to – I mean, we just got to – that's what we got to do. That's us. I mean, we're, we have to run the football. I think that's what we have to do. We're known for having great running backs. Uh, OJ, Thurman, myself, Shady, uh, Frank uh, – uh, I I just, it, it gets me caught up with words because we should ne- not be having this conversation. Um, when has Buffalo not been able to run the football? You know, but um, watching them, I think the defense is always going to have our back. Defense is always going to make stops. Um, that's something that McDermott has built since he's been there. He's built um, a system where guys are going to come in and play their role and the guy's going to do their job. They're going to play alignment, line, sign, make a technique football, and that's what they've been doing. Um, you held a very young, talented team to you know, nine points. You didn't score many. You didn't score enough to win. But that says a lot about your defense and the pride they have. You know, we're not going to get scored on a bunch because our offense can't put up points today. And so, I mean, that says a lot. So, I mean, that was my take from the game. Um, I think Ed, Ed Oliver played one of his best games all season after playing a great game the week before. Um, he came back and played another great game. He's a force in the middle. Um, I think the way they're using him this season gives him more opportunities to make plays and really show his value to the team. Um, you know our back end plays. Our back end plays great. The back end plays great. Uh, two great corners. Um, Milano played another good game. You know you, I, I can, the list goes on. I can I can go down the list, but our offense has to run the football and set a tone and set an attitude. That that's what we're going to do to open up our big playability down the field because I believe we have it.
0: I like that you bring up Matt Breedup because that's an interesting one. We really we brought him in with the hopes that he'd be the speedster, this extra dimension to the offense. But he's been a healthy scratch almost the entire season. We really haven't gotten many looks at him. And I like that you talk about that the Bills have had so many great running backs. And unfortunately, I just don't think the running backs this year are that good. I think Zach Moss could be a starting running back. I don't see Devin Singletary being that. And I think that that's really the challenge here is we want to run the ball, but I don't know if we have the personnel to do it. I think that if we bring in Brita and maybe stop playing Singletary so much, there might be that opportunity. Because when I look at a guy like Zach Moss, he's a tough guy. He can break through tackles. And even though our offensive line hasn't been great, having a guy like Moss, I think is going to be more beneficial to this offense than a guy like Devin Singletary, who really is best out in open space. And he, we're just not getting a lot of that. Maybe we need to consider just going with Zach Moss, because this past game, we saw it once again. The Bills start with Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary struggles early on, and then they go to Moss. It seems like they're never giving Moss the first crack, and I just wish they would reverse it and maybe give him a shot, because clearly Devin Singletary has not been that hot hand. I want to get either one of your guys' takes on that, and do the Bills need to shift their philosophy here, on which running back they're going with,
2: uh, Jake? I, I honestly don't don't think that's the case. And Carlos, correct me if I'm wrong, because you you know you did it at a, a very high level. But what I saw yesterday, and even rewatching the game, our offensive line, as we alluded to early in in this episode, our line is consistently getting beat, getting pushed back. Um, I saw um, we we ran a zone to the right. Yesterday, and, and our guard, Ike Bakker, he just ran right by the, the three technique, and the three technique penetrates. He got a tackle for loss. Carlos, it, I just want to ask you this really quickly. I want to get your perspective. Um, how difficult is it to run behind a line that's not performing well?
1: Uh, I, 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 like I said before, it has to be established. Um, the run game is established by attitude. Your, your 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 offensive line, genetic makeup is going to determine what kind of team you're going to be. We had Richie Incognito, um, Eric Wood, and John Miller was our interior. I don't got to say much. Like, I don't have to say much. Eric Wood out of Louisville, John Miller out of Louisville, they ran the ball. Louisville had some dynamic backs come out when the, at the times where those two both played. Um, they played, by, played with some down-the-hill running type of game. And then Richie Incognito is known for being what? a hard-nosed, tough, and a bully when it comes to playing the game of football. So you think we didn't know what we were going to do coming into, the, coming into the locker room? And then look at the backfield. We had Booby Dixon, 230-plus, Carlos Williams, 230-plus. I, I mean, Bryce wasn't small. Um, Fred, when I got there, Fred's not a small guy. Um, so, I mean, your backfield was built to run the football downhill. Um, with the exception of Tyrod being on the edge and Shady being on the edge, you know, that's what we, that's, I mean, we we had the tools to do a little bit of everything, but our offensive line, that genetic makeup was built for running downhill, but it set us up for, like I said before, those explosive plays over the top because you had to put eight, nine people in the box. I didn't run nothing but power trap inside zone. When, 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 when 29 got in the game, they knew what to expect. But they had to be careful because you had Sammy, you had Clay in the slot, you had Robert Wood. I mean, we had – Hogan Hogan was catching deep bombs for us. We, we had so many people in the box playing up against us. So, I mean, you have to I, – like I said before, you got to establish that attitude and you got to build that genetic makeup. I think when they went and got Josh Allen, uh, there was nothing wrong with genetically making up your team to protect that quarterback. I mean, you went out and got um, – uh, you went and get out Stephon. You went and got out a great receiver. You went and got out uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who's been known for being a, a great number two receiver. Uh, You've got a great tight end and, uh, and, and Knox. So, I mean, you kind of built your team up to pass pro and kind of protect that quarterback. But you also have a quarterback who loves to run, loves to get out the pocket, loves to extend plays. But you got, but you went and drafted two running backs with an attitude of being what? Running downhill. So, I mean, right now, to me, it's a real question mark. I don't really don't I, – I don't know if they know who they are just yet. I don't think they – under. I, I think they understand, but they, they're not sure of what they want to commit to. Do we want to protect Josh? Do we want to drop back and pass the ball? Dink and dunk and take our shots with our one-on-ones, with our great athletes out wide? Or do we want to have these two young backs carry us down the field, and then we're going to be an explosive offense take deep shots over the top when they stack the box? I don't think they've actually committed to one of those two options yet.
2: Yeah, and if, you know, just to chime in really fast on – on the strategy perspective that I saw in this past game, teams are playing their safeties really deep. And what that means is that they're not worried about the run game. The whole first half into, into the second half, the Jaguars are playing with a light box, six guys in the box, five guys in the box at times, and we're not checking it to the run. You know why? Because we can't do it. And that's and that's what just just like you alluded to, Carlos, we need to just keep running it. Similar to, yes. dare I say, the Titans—they keep running the ball. They run now, it. They even you know, without yards in the cloud of dust, and one—you're you're gonna pop one. You got like this is one thing I am looking for this weekend against the Jets. They need to run the ball, and if we don't establish the run, which is a key component of a Super Bowl team, I mean, what are we even doing?
1: But I, but I will say, I will say, get this weekend against the Jets—you have an opponent. The two Williams brothers, uh, Quentin and Quentin, you, they're playing good football right now. Those two are playing, feeding off each other's energy. I played one college football. My brother got a chance, one start, one game. Georgia Tech ACC championship in 2012. We both had career games. I had a career because we fed off each other's energy. They do that every Sunday. Despite what the scoreboard says, they have an energy right now inside that locker room that they're not going to take any crap. And they're tired of being beat on and, and, and pushed around in, in Jersey. They're tired. Of, they're tired of that for the Jets. And they're kind of bringing a new feel. If you don't run the football in that kind of defense, you're not going to win a football game. I don't care how explosive we are. That I mean, they're not going to score a lot of points because Buffalo's defense is one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. But they're going to struggle with the identity and putting points on the board until they figure out who who they are and what they are. And I, I think that and and that, I think that's scary for a lot of Buffalo fans because. That's something that they've never witnessed. I think that they've always known who they are when they line up on the football field. They always knew what they were going to get. And right now they're just, they're, they're not getting a lot of consistency either way. And I think that's, that's, that's unsettling for, um you know, for the, for the Buffalo nation.
0: Yeah. Look, it's, it's a difficult time right now because we came into this season feeling like we were pretty much the favorite in the AFC. And up until this past week, we were feeling pretty good, but, we're five and three right now. And we just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars nine to six. There is a problem. And I like that you're talking about this because maybe this is that opportunity where the bills look at themselves and they go, okay, this is what we need to change. And we need to do it right now. And if that means shifting and starting to run the ball more and giving Josh Allen an opportunity, not asking him to do everything. And that's someone I want to talk about now, because Josh Allen has looked really good for the most part of this season, but this past (laughs) game, he made some really, really questionable decisions. And he started to show signs of a guy who's just under too much pressure. He's being asked to do too much, whether it's being asking him to run or asking him to throw on every play. It just seems to be too much to ask of the guy. You need to have some balance there. How do we make Josh feel a little bit more comfortable and get him in more of a rhythm? Because right now, if the Bills continue down this road, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs.
1: That has, not, that has nothing to do with Josh Allen. That has, not, that has nothing to do with the effort. I, t- I solely believe in this. If an athlete shows me, a quarterback shows me what he, can, what he can do, what he can really do, whether he can run, jump over people, throw the ball, it on between his legs, behind his back, behind his head, Whatever that is, that's the expectation. But I know Josh Allen's going to give me that every time he lines up on Sunday. But if my running back's going to be consistent or my O-line's going to be consistent, I know for a fact every time Josh in line lineup, he's going to try to make the most, of every, the most of every play. That's what the young quarterbacks do. That's how they make their name. That's how they make a staple uh, into in this league. Pat Mahomes did it, throwing the ball, no-look pass. And that no-look pass got picked off. Nobody would ever talk about no-look pass. But it was great. Josh is known for running the football effectively. Nobody want to tackle a big guy. He's known for leaping over people. That happens. He's also known for making very strong passes in tight spots. That happens. But those plays end up being picks too. But are your backs running consistently? Are they breaking the first tackle at line of scrimmage and getting you that five or seven-yard gain every four or five carries? Are they picking up the pass, pro? Are they giving you time in the pocket to not have to make bad decisions? Are they doing that consistently? No, this offense is not. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that we need to take less off Josh. No, he's doing just fine. He's producing just like we should see a fifth, sixth-year quarterback producing. He's doing fine. He's an MVP talks. He's 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 putting the team position to be a Super Bowl contender for the second year in a row. I think everybody else around him needs to ele- elevate their play. And, and and the GM, the owners, the everybody in the office needs to start putting better pieces around him in order in order to, to help that team be great. You know, go get a big receiver. Go get a number one title. Go get a big tackle. You know, go get people. Go, go get something that's really going to help him in the right now. You know, that yeah, this is, is the
2: this future. Is, this is, Carlos, this is, and Jake, too, this, this is one of those weeks where I would not be surprised if we had some guys in for workouts, particularly on the offensive line, because we have to be more physical. And like you alluded to, Carlos, we have to be able to run the ball down here and push guys back. Based on my observations from yesterday, those guys were pinning their ears back just about every play. They're not worried about the run. They're not worried no. about the run at all. They're, they're in their, their track stance. They're getting ready to run the 100-yard dash to Josh Allen. first one there gets a hamburger. The one thing that the Bills need to do is they need to establish the run and get a play-action pass game going. That's something that we did well when when, when you were there in 2015, Carlos. We running the ball, running the ball, and then before you know it, Tyrod standing back there like nobody we, touching. We, we led the lead of the run. And as a former yeah. defensive lineman and myself, when guys are running it at me, just run, I was like, okay, oh, they're they're, they're running the ball like crazy. I'm not gonna be in my track stance as much unless I know if it's third down and 10, third down and 15 or, yep. or anything like that. But you, we have you. to we have to establish the run and we have to get our play action pass game going. Or uh, it's it, it's gonna be um it's gonna be a tough next couple games because as you know, in the National Football League, it is a copycat league. Yes. And everybody is gonna do the same thing that everybody's doing. So Let's be
1: How can we stop them from throwing the ball deep? Well, we stop the run game because right now to me, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I don't trust my one-on-one matchups. I don't trust that Colt Beasley was one of the best spots, you know, to come into the game since he's been in the game. Well, I, I don't, I don't trust that Emmanuel Sanders is going to catch four to five balls and that's realistic for him four or five catches a game, 50, 60 yards, maybe a tug. That's realistic. People in fantasy are looking for that every week, you know, you know, Stefan Diggs, we're looking for 7 to 10-plus catches, 115, 120-plus yards, maybe a tug or two in the game. But that's if you're going to be that. And that's what you guys are attempting to be without having the identity to be so. And then in a turnaround, if you have two young bats, you're going to feed the ball 9, 10 carries apiece. But you're not even running your, – your attitude up front isn't fitting that. So, I mean, for, for, for them to have play action, I mean, we ran the ball from under the center. When Greg Roman wanted hard play action, he put 29 in the backfield. He put Jerome Felton in there. He put us in you. He put us in you, and we ran hard play action, deep bomb over top, one on one on one. And to be honest with you, Kansas City does a lot of it, except they use it with with, with, with ten personnel. I mean, that's oh, that's the only difference. Eleven personnel is only difference. One tight end, one back. It looks like it's going to be hard run action downhill. Boom, play action over top, one on one over top.
0: So I got to take back something I said last week, which was I didn't think we were missing Dawson Knox boy. Oh boy. Was I wrong? Yeah. We are missing him big time and specifically in the blocking situation here because we see it. I understand we have some injuries, but our offensive line is struggling. They need that extra help. And if it means bringing Dawson Knox into the backfield to protect the bills need to do it because Like you keep saying, Carlos and Corbin, you got to get that run game going. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how many times you have to feed them the rock. You need to do it because if you don't do it, it makes the defense's job so easy. Corbin, you called it. They just pin back the ears and they go after Josh Allen. It makes their job so incredibly easy. It makes the safeties jobs easy. It makes the linebackers jobs easy. It makes the cornerbacks jobs easy. It really changes the entire game. And we're seeing this and we're going to see it more. Teams know what to expect from the bills and they're going to give it to us because they know how to stop us. Now, there is a way to stop the Buffalo bills. It's very clear. Put pressure on Josh Allen.
2: And that's, that's, so, that's so true, Jay. Listen, the first thing we need to do, I mean, we, the, B, the Bills have a, just a, a myriad of issues on the offensive side of the ball. Number one, obviously, we've been talking about this the, the whole episode. Got to be able to establish the line of scrimmage, run the ball. And we have to be able to capitalize on the red zone. I mean, how many weeks, how many weeks have we been talking about us not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. And who's the red zone threat, It's really killing.
1: Who's the red zone threat right now? And let's be honest. <laughs> open, who's the real in 2015? You as a player on that roster. We no, let's be honest, like just locker room talk. When we knew when we got inside the 35, our team was looking like we we're 29 at? Yep,
2: Where's 29.
1: Because we in the open field, yep. we ran stretch, we ran a lot of zone reads. You know, we ran a lot of a lot of crossing routes to get Sammy in the open field, to get Shady in the open field. We ran a lot of empty sets with us as well. Tommy got inside 35 when we're 2-9 We're going to run power. We're going to run really downhill. We're going to run a rocket motion. We're going we're gonna to run an orbit motion to get Sammy or get Robert or get somebody open in the flat. But we had real receivers that blocked on the edge too because Sammy and Robert would get dirty with us. Like, they played hard-nosed football. Who's the, who's the red zone threat to run the ball in the red zone for, for Buffalo right now?
2: I nah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, we, we just really, we really don't have it. And one thing from a defensive line standpoint as well, as far as like the red zone and the goal mm-hmm. line, the, the, the defensive line doesn't like taking on, taking on double teams. I can't, I've taken on hundreds of thousands of double teams in my life. Did I like any of them? No. no. Man, you got to come down here and pound these guys. I don't care who is back there. Give, give them the ball run it, run it, run it. And, and w- let's just see what happens.
0: Give them a because chance. What
2: we're, the, what we're doing in the red zone. It's, it's just, it's just abysmal.
0: It's, it really is. At this point, it, it's becoming embarrassing, especially because our red zone attack was unbelievable last year. And I like you bring it up, Carlos, you know, who our red zone target is Gabriel Davis. And we no, basically have no. seen nothing from him. We have seen very little. They haven't used him. And of course, like you brought up, really, outside of Josh Allen, we don't have any real running targets, and it's a problem. We can't just go back and give the ball to someone who One can name. just plow through.
1: One name, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. We got rid of Zay Jones. We got Gabriel Davis. Zay Jones was more productive than Gabriel Davis has been. More productive. I've seen Zay Jones be more productive in the, in the rosters he's been on then we've seen Gabriel Davis, I mean, Gabriel Davis. I haven't seen nothing from him. We don't have any tools to help Josh Allen be great. We don't, have, we don't have a tight end. Knox is still hurt. We don't have a tight end right now to go help us make plays. You know, Diggs is only one man. They're going to start doubling him. Like, Corbin know how that works on the back end. I'm going to run a whole different set of coverage besides these two guys right here. We're just going to play man and shadow this man all game. The rest of y'all, we run a cover four. What? They can do that. And Carlos, I,
2: Carlos, I'm, 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 with you on that. We are, we are, we are definitely missing Dawson. Like, I mean, he, he really is our only threat. Unless we, we get guys playing one-on-one coverage on the outside against, you know, Stefan Diggs I, and East e Sanders, in which they're not doing naked. that. They're, they're not naked. playing man-to-man man down there.
1: We're naked. We're very, very naked. We have no threat to stretch the field. Honestly, I look like we were looking like Dallas for a while. You know, people were talking about Dak not being able to stretch the field and how can you have all these great receivers? Because it's very hard to win one-on-one when you have safeties being able to float over top. You can run two-man all day with good linebackers, as athletic as Jalen Smith and Vander Resch was, and then you have good corners on the outside. You're 2 corner Byron Jones just have sat over top and pedal with his, with his finger in his nose all day. It's hard to do that. It's hard to have your great receivers do that. When you have a tight end that's efficient in the middle of the field that can stretch the defense, run those overs, run those benders in the middle of the field, sit those those deep hooks and curls in the middle of the field, now your outside guys have one-on-ones to stretch the field. Now they have an opportunity to run those deep posts, to run those double moves, because you have a guy in the middle of the field taking eyes off of them outside. When you don't have that, you're pretty much one-dimensional. And if I know you're going to go to Stephon, I know Colt, I mean – it's not a knock against Colt, but like we know he's not the main target. So we're gonna run the ball with these two young backs, but then on top of that, we're gonna just double Stefan. You can't you have no choice, and you don't want your quarterback run the what how many what 10, 12 times a game? You don't want that.
0: You lose me a little on the Zay Jones <laughs> argument against Gabriel Davis. I personally <laughs> think Davis is an infinitely better receiver. I think he's got better hands, he's also a bigger body, he's a much better target, but the problem is the bills are having trouble finding him or they're just not playing him enough now. And that's part of the problem too. Now we don't have Dawson Knox who has been a really good red zone target. And obviously we don't have him right now. There's no question. We're struggling in the red zone. What I want to cover here, sort of reel this in. Let's talk a little bit about the coaching staff because I love Sean McDermott. I think he's done a fantastic job with his organization. (laughs) But when we look at the way the game was coached this week, he struggled. He made some big mistakes. He took a couple timeouts when he shouldn't have. He also didn't challenge a play when Emmanuel Sanders clearly made a catch, which would have given us a much better opportunity. I'm definitely concerned a little with the coaching and maybe some of the game plan decisions. I want to get your, both of your guys' takes. We'll start with Carlos and then we'll go to Corbin about your guys' takes about game plans, because Every single week, you have to have a unique game plan. It almost feels like the Bills didn't have a game plan for the Jaguars, and I'm hopeful that they have a plan for the Jets. I want to get your guys' take on what the Bills' plan should be against the New York Jets this upcoming weekend.
1: i got a group of guys to get to work after this one, but this will be my last one. But i give you this take right here. They have to identify themselves. Who are you? Who am I? What, what are we going to do? Are we going to take our two young backs, our three backs, we're going to take our guys, we're going to pound the ball down their throat, we're going to have 50, 50 carries on the stat line. Josh may ha- maybe have maybe 20 throws, if that, maybe if that, you know. But are we going to go out and take a game against a, 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 like, you know, division opponent and really establish ourselves? We're going to run the football. We're going to open up the pass deep down the sideline, deep up the field, double moves, one-on-ones. We're going to take advantage of the eight-man boxes. we're going to see, but we're going to establish the run. We're going to have a guy over 100 yards rushing. We're going to have two guys with 10, 20-plus carries. But we have to do that. Or are we going to throw the ball and make sure our guys are getting catches? You know, we, I don't want to see Josh Allen running the football jump. I don't want to see that. Is it great? Yes, because he's a great athlete. But we have to identify what kind of offense and, and, and what kind of offensive line we are. And if we don't, it's not looking good on the backside of the schedule.
2: Yeah, what what I'll say is this, as far as the coaching staff is concerned, they have to put the offense in a position to continually make plays. You have to look at what the defense is doing to you. The past couple of weeks, the defense is the Dolphins and the Jaguars have been playing umbrella coverage on the back. end. They're not allowing the deep ball. It's similar to what teams are doing to Kansas City. They say, okay, we'll take the five-yard pass. We'll take the six-yard pass. And I had a coach once tell me, like, you know, we were watching tape and we, we'll see a, a quarterback complete a five-yard pass. Like, oh, those, those type of passes won't beat you. Oh, those, those won't beat you. But you know what beats teams in the NFL? Big plays. Teams are just looking for just the opportunity to come up to the line and make a check to make yep. that big play deep. And that's one thing that the Bills offense, they, they, they didn't have that yesterday because, number one, we keep saying this, they didn't establish the run. But since we can't establish the run as of, as of right now, Brian Dable needs to continue to, you know, know that we are going to have to have some drives that are nine and ten plays where we're going to have to, you know, have to run the ball for three or four yards. We're going to have to throw some short passes. We've got to take what the defense is, is giving us and not force it. Not to, say, not to say that Josh Allen has been forcing it in there because all of the interceptions that he threw yesterday, he was under severe pressure because the line didn't block for him. So we essentially have to look at what the defense has given us and try our best to find the opportunities to make plays down the field because they will come. And once you start establishing and moving the ball on teams, those opportunities will come eventually. The, the, my my – my. My issue with them
1: is that they don't have they don't have any extended runs. You know how you see an offense orbit motion, fly motion, get it out to the receiver, quick and easy take that four or five yard game just to start to stretch that defense just to make sure they know that that screen is there. We don't have that right now. We, 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 they don't have the ability to even show that right now and that's that's something that you added to the to the, to the run game. It is an extended run. It's an, it's a way just to make sure the defense is on their toes, stretch them out. Okay, they do have we do have to protect the perimeter. Then I just run it downhill. We have to even establish that, and I think that will open up some other opportunities. But I think you're 100% right. We have to put our offense in better positions, and 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 I think as as a unit, we have to be able to execute better in the red zone, point blank period, whether it's play called or not. When the play's called, you got a job to do. Alignment assignment technique lined up and let's get the job done to put points on the board.
0: Execution, execution, execution. That's that's the it. key here. The team has to find a way to execute. And Carlos, you called it perfectly earlier. You said our offense right now is one-dimensional, and that's the biggest issue right now. Teams know what to expect, they know how to prepare, and we're just making those defensive units jobs just too easy i mean look what the jacksonville jaguars who are one of the worst teams in the league were able to just shut us down we couldn't get a touchdown we could barely get field goals and there's a reason for that it's because we're one dimensional now i'm going to end this here by saying rex ryan as a buffalo bills coach as a head coach for many years said it great you gotta build a bully The Bills have to build a little bit of a bully here. You got to start pushing teams around, particularly when you're going against a divisional opponent in the New York Jets. You got to set the tone early on in the game. And Rex Ryan had it perfect. You got to build a bully and let's go get a snack. I love when he said that. And that's what the Bills need to do here. And I'm hoping that they're going to show up because we cannot have another stinker with what they just did against the Jaguars because if they do that again you better believe we could easily lose this division and like I said earlier maybe not even make the playoffs so Carlos thank you so much for coming on this was a ton of fun I love to get back two former teammates together with Corbin and Carlos offense defense. This is an awesome awesome episode so thank you so much for coming on and go Bills
1: Thank you guys for having me, man. It was awesome, man. Like I said, I'm sorry I had to get off so early. I came out to get some clients in to get some work in. Um, the t- the time change, man. I'm losing, I'm losing sunlight early, losing sunlight early. So we got to get out here and get it in. But thank you guys, man. Corbin, it's been a minute. It's been a blessing. I I, I have enjoyed it, man. Thank you guys for having me.